Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, June 20th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Galen. No roll call today. Interesting. Roll call. Very interesting. Yep, okay. Well, good, good stuff. Justin, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm refreshed. Coming back off the golf trip. I may not ever eat another steak again. I ate a heck of a lot of steak, and I may not ever drink another Bud Light again because I drank my fair share of Bud Light this weekend. But the golf was good. The weather, for the most part, was good. We didn't get our our allotment of holes in was 99. We only played 72. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But overall, great trip. I'm, I'm in good shape today. Ooh, only 72 holes. What's even the point at that at that rate? No kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't even know why we went. Well, good. Glad it was a, a good weekend. Too much stake for for Scoots. Roush, how was your weekend? Uh, I had a great time. Um, I, I joked with my wife though that we, we had enough date nights in one week that we usually do in two or three months. So she's probably sick and tired of me about now. But we had a great time. Uh, Hamilton last night was awesome. I've got all the songs stuck in my head. Um, I was in the room where it happened, and um, oh, this is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Big time, big time recommend. That might have been uh highlight of the weekend. I mean, the, the wedding was great. It cooled down for the outdoor wedding, so I wasn't sweating all over the place. Got to catch up with some old buddies. Nashville is it's a nice town, nice city. So uh, all in all, a great, great, great weekend. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, man, I just I, never going to be president. I I, I that's that's just playing in my head on repeat right now, and uh, it was a pleasant surprise too, Mister Sports Talker, because I forgot about that song, and then as soon as the the kind of the beat hit, I was like, "Oh snap, here we go." I don't know how you forgot about that song. One of the better songs. I I, I heard uh, something slightly negative about Hamilton. I heard it was kind of like their high school cast was the ones performing in Louisville this go around. Not not the A team, I heard, or the B team. Or the C team, you couldn't. Uh, I mean, they were good. <laughs> I, I, in any 
folks that can sing and dance and do stuff like they can, I, I can't tell the difference between one or the other. So, did they seem young? No, I mean the guy who played Burr had a very large beard. Not large beard, but yeah, he was he was pretty bearded. The uh, all, with one exception, the guy who played Washington wasn't as uh. He, he he didn't have the same kind of uh, gravitas as the Washington from the the Disney Plus version that I previously saw. He, he he, but he, I mean, he could sing well, but there wasn't as much of a, a big uh, macho manliness to him. Yeah, it seems like the the other Washingtons generally large humans, just big stature, which Washington was big too. But that's good. Yeah, we I. I think I had mentioned it to you or even mentioned it on air, but there's a little part of me that just wanted to buy tickets for Sunday night was looking at tickets. And that's when we talked about how some days you couldn't even, there weren't even tickets available and the days that there were, they were really expensive, but so happy that I did not just because I went to bed at like eight o'clock last night. So, mm, I bet. Yeah. Uh, was that great? How, how, was how was it? I was uh, celebrating Charlie and his, his his nuptials, head of that go. Yeah, Charlie and Devin's wedding. Great time at the Derby Museum, which was kind of cool with racing actually oh. going on right next door. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Long day with the wedding being at 2 and the reception not ending till 10. So there's a little bit of a break, but not really for the wedding party. They We just were on the party bus and then taking pictures and, and doing all that stuff. So it certainly was a, a long day. And then uh, turned it, we, we even went out after the wedding, just and then quickly remembered how old we were. Um, so we weren't out probably more than 15, 20 minutes, literally like a drink and the old turnaround. But uh, it was good. Nice to know that the, the that new Lou and parts of Louisville are, are thriving with their nightlife. Not, not my scene anymore, for sure. But Still, still enjoyed it, and then turned around right on Sunday and had a golf round of myself. Scoots, not seventy-two holes, just the eighteen. Although the weather was so nice yesterday, I would have been totally all right just turning around and and playing another eighteen. Not sure if the body would have loved it, but uh, yeah. So that was really nice, also. So great weekend all around, and weather was so much better. I know it's going to get hot again this week, which mm-hmm. stinks, but. Um, all, all good stuff. Sounds like all the reports back from the KRC crew are, are, are nothing but good well, things. Well, well, there, there's one important part of this weekend we didn't learn, Justin. So, TJ, who uh, who won Sunday? Was yeah, it, was that's it, what I want to know. Was it, was it was the sports talk or was it Johnny? The the Walker match play special extrava- extravaganza. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this a yearly thing. So I show up to the course, uh, very tired, fatigued from the night before. I wanted to get there early to be able to hit some balls because I am learning that like around holes eight or nine, and I'm sure this is pretty normal for most folks, I start playing better. Again, I'm not playing nearly enough rounds this year, but I am starting to see some of my good golf return, but it's usually later in a round. So I'm like, if I get there early enough, hit enough balls, maybe I'll start seeing – I'll, I'll get in my groove a little earlier on the course. Sure enough, the wedding and the party and the night before, no chance I was getting there early. So I walk up. Johnny is on the range. He had been on the range for who knows how long. He's super pumped up. He's bragging about how good of a night's sleep he got. And uh, we go out there, beautiful weather, 
beat him by 16 strokes and <laughs> the match play was over at hole 11 i think so <laughs> <laughs> it was a thorough beating and i it, it may have been it may have been hole 12 but when i told him this was actually kind of sad cuz you know i was like i was, was going to have to definitely bring it up to him I was like, Jonathan, I think that unfortunately puts me up seven. And if I'm looking at the yeah, doing the carry of the wall, I think there's only six holes left. So that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be tough for you. I, I think it's over, pal. And he looks up at me. Serious as I'll get out, just knowing that I'm already beating his butt on the on the course. Yeah, but we did a separate bet on the back, and you're only up two on the back. And I was like, Oh, Johnny, come on. You're not winning the back either, uh, and sure enough, he didn't. Uh, two and oh, I, yeah, I think I've told this before, but I like to keep scorecards, and if I can, if I remember to grab them, if not, no big deal. And I can see on like hole 16 when I when I had clinched the back as well that he just stopped keeping score altogether. It, it's sad, but I'll I'll display it proudly. And it was a toll. He shame on him. And Johnny, if you can't beat me on four hours of sleep, rolling up to the golf course two minutes before our tee time, uh, you're never going to beat me. And I just, I hate that that's the reality of our relationship, but it is the mm-hmm. truth. I, I'm closer to my Purdue playing brother-in-law than, and he was unbelievable. He he had a chance to shoot even yesterday. Ryan, great round, really fun to watch. Uh, I was sharing the cart with him, so I think it was just kind of rubbed off on me a little it was bit. Perfections, but right. I played okay. Yeah, I shot a forty-three on the front nine, that on like a pretty difficult course. So I was thrilled with that. The back nine, not as not as great, but not terrible either. Anywho, so beat his butt. It was a good time. Yeah, uh, hilarious. He actually has. I don't think he's Venmoed me my winnings yet. Come to think of it. Oh, huh. hmm. interesting. Yeah, we had, great, interesting. we had a great U.S. Open, though. It was nice to roll that golf into watching some really, really, really good golf. Won some money on the on it. Salatoris would have won me more money. Gosh, but, but guy. Okay. I I thought that was going in too. I mean, the ball. It when you when you watch the replay of his putt that could have forced a playoff, it looks like the ball goes into the hole, and it, it, it just. I mean, it was so. So close. Uh, poor poor Zalatoris. Uh, just the consummate bridesmaid, never the bride. And I I remember there for a while, uh, it was, uh, well, Phil can't win the big one. It, t- it took him a while to win a major. But I don't think he had as many close calls as Zalatoris. I mean, Zalatoris is right there time and time and time again. And just once again, second place. I, I can't think of another professional to to come close so many times but ultimately fall short this time to uh great britain's matthew fitzpatrick well especially i thought that putt had a good chance to go in because he got a a read on it from fitzpatrick 20 Mm -hmm. seconds before it was a similar putt coming along at least the same side of the hole and i i bet he is well i'm sure he is disappointed but I bet if he has that putt 10 times, he probably makes it seven or eight of them. Uh, That was a very makeable putt, especially getting to read the line of it and just barely misses. I I wanted to see some extra golf. And again, I won some money with it being Fitzpatrick and I hit some other bets on top five and top 10. So profitable golf round. And then the country club that the, the family 
they're they do a little golf pool thing which i think is really cool it's you you can pick whatever golfer you want you can pick as many golfers you want and if your golfer wins you just split the pot with everybody else that picked that golfer and i think for fitzpatrick out of like well, I have no idea how many total entries there were. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Only eighteen. So we get to we're going to get to split that pot, which is nice, uh, enjoyable there. And that course was beautiful. It was tough. Major good final round. Some exciting golf down the down the finish. A great leaderboard. But I will say, Roush Salatoris is only twenty five. So by the time he's thirty, he could have a stab at another twenty majors. Uh, he'll 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 get there, baby. He's a good golfer. He's always right in the thick of it. Yeah, it's just to come up so short so many times. Uh, gosh, gotta gotta be. At, at some point, there becomes a mental block. I hope that doesn't happen because back to back majors, he's right in the thick of it. He goes to the playoff in the PGA. He's a putt away from another playoff at the U.S. Open. Uh, I, I thought Scheffler was right in the. I mean, I he he was right there in the thick of it, but. Uh, it was funny talking to Luckett ahead of time. He described this course a lot like the Masters, and it's like, well, then maybe I should have just bet on the guy that won the Masters. <laughs> and Scheffler was was right there uh, all day. But uh, I forget what hole it was where I want to say things fell apart, but got away from a little bit, and he wasn't able to recover in time to to even it up uh, among the other leaders. But it was it, it was a fun U.S. Open. Uh, great, great Father's Day uh, content right there. Great Father's Day content. Am I the only one who just absolutely loved seeing the live guys struggle? I mean, none of them played any good. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask what everybody, what everybody thought of it. Uh, Mickelson obviously was horrible. Deschambeau actually did a little bit better than I thought he would, just because I think he is way past his his prime, the the short prime that he did have. Uh, I didn't. Well, I don't know what what a DJ end up. I didn't really see a lot. Uh, of he was plus four. Plus four. Yeah. I saw that he had okay. I think he had one or two good rounds or a round and a half that was solid. But yeah, okay. Plus four. Nothing. Nothing all that great. They, I still, I'm going to sound like a broken record with it, but they, they really just, they spent too much time talking about it. Like, hey, this is the US Open. It's a beautiful yeah. course. It's amazing. Like, you got an awesome group of players playing there. And some of like the biggest names in golf right now are playing really, really well. Uh, that that's plenty to celebrate. It seemed like every commercial break they'd come back and be like, "With the controversy in golf, just stop talking about the live. If you want it to go away, just stop talking about it. If you want it to not get attention, stop talking about it." Uh, it seemed like they were just so focused on having so many different segments discussing that, discussing how crazy it was. We all, everybody gets it that. that I, I think this was a good weekend for the PGA, even though it wasn't a PGA event. I think it's a good reminder that American golf, good leaderboards, competitive fields, maybe you're not playing for the millions that you're playing for in the live, but uh, the three-round format there, the team format, it, it's – it ain't gonna last. It may, you know, may last years, but it ain't gonna. You you shouldn't feel as threatened as you feel. Maybe easy for me to say, not owning a business where your competitor is offering ten times as much money, but just let it be. Like th this was a good reminder that America, golf in America, again, not the PGA Tour per se, but it, it's healthy and it's gonna be all right. They'll they'll do their own thing. If you don't, oh no, if you don't have Dustin Johnson, big whoop. Bill Mickelson, big whoop. 
Bryson DeChambeau, he shouldn't even be on the tour anyways. So it's, everything's going to be all right. That was a great tournament. It's been a great year of majors. Oh, I, 100%. And I, I'm with you too, TJ, where I just kind of got sick and tired of hearing about it. It was kind of a fun um, – it's been a fun week or two uh, discussing the controversy, but this week it wasn't really – it wasn't about the controversy. It was about the golf. And uh, I I was uh, I was more focused on that, and it was a pretty high-quality play, if I do say so myself. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and of course we're talking about how – sick we were hearing about it so naturally we talk about it also for for five minutes but uh no it was great that was really the extent of big time sports unless i'm missing anything from over the weekend probably something obvious i would imagine i um i couldn't make any horse racing bets while in the state of tennessee but i was like oh they've got sports gambling let me put a few shekels on the stanley cup and never placed a hockey bet in my life and had never lost a bet quicker I think I think they were down five nothing in the first period. The Lightning were, uh, so yeah, fade Roush. Bad bad pick on my part. Oh <laughs> uh, well, hey, it happens. Yeah, maybe if, if things get real desperate in the sports world, I probably will flip over to the Stanley Cup, which I should watch anyways. I I I'm not a hockey basher by any stretch, and hockey in person, a blast. I, I would not turn down getting a chance to go see a hockey game in person. Of course. I don't know how that would work out because I don't live in a city with an NLH team, NHL team. But if I'm, but if I'm in a town, uh, uh, they're fun. I get the appeal of hockey, but I just can't get it. I think it's just because I don't have a team. I yeah. can't really get into it, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll probably flip it over just because now we're really – I don't know what British Open's in a couple weeks or the Open is in a couple weeks. You'll get 4th of July here soon enough, Roush, but we're, we're, we're starting to get in the thick of it now. Yeah. Yep, there's uh, there's not a whole lot left. We're we're, we're nearing the end. Um, I guess College World Series will be decent, kind of, you know, something something to help us kind of get through things. But yeah, not not a whole lot out there. We're we're running we're running low, running on empty. I wouldn't be checking out the Stanley Cup, boys. I get that series is over. Oh, it's over. Oh, it's over. It is so over. See you later, Lightning. See you later, Lightning. Absolutely. Wow, he hath little faith, Mister Justin. I, I, Colorado's just too good. I was telling you all that on Thursday. I just, I, I don't see it happening. So the the Avalanche, a lot, a lot of the hockey names uh, with weather or natural disasters named after them. Yeah, they've got the Hurricane, the Lightning. We got the Avalanche, uh, the Coyotes. Coyotes. I don't think that's natural disaster. That's a cheap laugh out of Justin, though, and I'll take it every day of the week. Hey, I was able to make it over to St. Rachel's Picnic on Friday night, Roush, and I don't know if they're going to be welcoming me back after the money I won at the tables. Wow. Yeah. Robin and Blonde. I I sure did. But uh, I did win, which is, you know, always impressive. Just even if you win a dollar, it's impressive at a church picnic with the way they stack things up against you, which is fine. You're happy to give the money back to the church. But I won I won like 60 or 70 bucks, which is the equivalent. That may as well be like three or 400 if you go to an actual casino. So I felt pretty good about myself. I, uh, it, it's, I really feel good when you win money at a picnic because you're immediately like, okay, what can I buy now elsewhere? Because that money is it's getting reinvested in. Either beers or 
uh, food, one of the two. It's it's it's, or you you just try to spin your wheel on something else. Uh, you know, trying to win the cake booth or something like that. Um, I I, I thought I was going to win capital prize. I did not. Uh, did you end up reinvesting your winnings, Mister Sports Talker? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I, we we won. I was happy. I was letting the wife play a few hands as well. She was playing a few hands, so I was kind of giving her chips off to the side. Uh, woke up Saturday, and, and the wallet wasn't as heavy as I remembered it. So I don't I don't really know where the reinvestment mm-hmm. money, uh, ended up going. But yes, yeah, so some of it did find its way out. But hey, at least it was more than it would have been had I not been nice. And uh, had a had a slight, not a controversy, but I I flipped over a 20, or I, I had flipped over. They dealt me a 21, which like, woo, everybody at the table was celebrating. And then he got a 21, and he was like, sorry, pushes go to the church. And I was like, not on 21s. 21s, a push just has to be a push. I was like, the church has so many built-in advantages, not on 21. And he was like, I'm pretty sure we take it on 21. And the little pit boss, not really a pit boss, but right. another volunteer behind was like, no, no, 21s, it's just, you, they don't win, we don't win, it's just a push on 21. I was like, I don't know if she was just doing that, just to, I wasn't making a scene or anything, we were just having fun and talking about it. And I don't know if the person behind just was saying that just to move the hand along, but I was like, that's how it should be. If You should not lose on a 21. That's the whole point of the game. It's the name yeah. of the game. And you. And if, yeah, I get that, like, all right, you push on a 20, it's a church picnic, you give it. But 21 is the ultimate prize. That's the that's what you're playing for, baby. 21 be should be game. an automatic winner. Like It should be. They can play it out right there. Yeah, but at minimum, you shouldn't lose on it. Right. Gosh. So, that, luckily, yeah. uh, they, agree, they agreed with me, um, but, it, yeah, you're, you're, you don't go to church picnics to make a killing. No, 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 you don't. Yeah, but it is fun. Um, they are a good time. Go well, everything go well at uh, St. Paul's? St. Rayfield, they really, uh, like, 90% of the rides that they normally have didn't make the cut this year. It's mostly just games with, like, a couple inflatables. Normally, they have the rides going all the way back into the Assumption parking lot. So they were a little lighter this year. I was surprised. How did St. Paul's go? Well, uh, St. Paul's was a little bit lighter on the rides uh, as well. Uh, if you were, you know, a little bit older kid, I think you would have been disappointed. But for the the folks that showed up for the wrestling Friday night, I heard it was a zoo. Uh, really brought the people out in full force, uh, and, and people seemed to enjoy it. So uh, ha- happy that all went off without a hitch. I know some people that were a little nervous, like what what. what but it turned out great. So uh, happy. St. Paul did uh, hail back. They instead of having the big chicken dinner, it was just we're going to load up on the sandwich stuff. So I, I think there was some traditional. It, the, the times are changing. They're a little different, but seems like everything still went well. Uh, Saturday out on Dixie Highway. Oh, you got to have the chicken dinner. Nope. Can't get rid of the chicken dinner. Well, my cousin, she had put on the chicken dinner for 30, 40 years or something like that. And it was just like, I can't. It's too much. And getting somebody else to spend a week getting that bad boy ready, that, that was hard to find. So, I don't know. I, I have a feeling it might get resurrected at some point. But also, the, uh, I feel like the margins aren't as high on a chicken dinner as they are for your entertainment and stuff, trying to get people to buy beer. 
and, and things like that. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Just a guess. But I, I, not going to lie, though, I'm a little bummed about it as well because I freak, I will have a good chicken dinner with the all of the, the, the fixings. That, that was one thing about the wedding we went to. That food there. Knocked it out of the park. The, the cornbread muffin. Oh, it, it was. They 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 didn't do it. Try to do anything fancy. Just really good southern cooking. And oh man, so good, so good. Nothing like a good wedding meal. That's uh, and I, I agree with you. Another fun mm. thing about a chicken dinner at a picnic is being able to say winner winner and then quite literally go get a chicken dinner. Always a nice perk. Oh, it is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice I also talk. I know you're gonna say think it's gross. But I, the only, it's like the only, it's one of the few places I'll eat it, but I love the summer salad at a chicken dinner. Summer salad and the, the noodles, those two things, you just don't make them at home, but the salty, uh, yummy noodles and then the summer salad, which is just tomatoes and onions and I think peppers with sitting in vinegar. I can't think of anything less that TJ Walker would want to eat, but I, I love this stuff. Yeah. That makes two of it, Roush. Yeah. Wait, you love it or you hate it, Justin? No, I I don't want any part of that. Okay, good. That's yeah. I I mean, obviously that sounds gross. You're you're right about that. But I I would think even on top of that, just having that a like a, an outdoor warm picnic sounds bad too. I know it's a summer well, salad, but like that's just I, I don't know if I'm having fifteen beers and I, I don't that just doesn't sound like a fun combination. Well, they're serving it in like a gym. To where it's it's cool in there, and that's the thing about it is it's pretty light and refreshing when you when you when you take a bite for the first time. So, you know, and, and usually, well, let's be honest too, chicken dinners typically the if not the first thing you go to, you you got to get to the chicken dinner. At least in our case, it was always chicken dinner was four to six or so, maybe seven, but they'd probably run out of chicken, so you had to eat early, and then you could do all your fun picnic kind of stuff afterwards. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, there's there's not such strict eating hours at St. Raphael's picnic, but you know, they call St. Raphael the giant picnic for for reasons because uh, it's a, a giant good time. Giant giant fun over on Bargetown Road. All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We do have UK related topics to get to. Not a great deal of them, but we do have some, but we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. It's a great day for it. 502-414 1450 uh, already plenty from the weekend but we we would love more of them and you would love checking out a thornton's yourself go get yourself a breakfast start your week off right we'll be back this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio go work out. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for? You need money. Uh, all I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961. Here we Hopefully, dads, the KRC dad listeners out there had a great Father's Day. Uh, I, I was spoiled with a great day. I know Roush had a, 
had a nice day, saw a lot of nice tribute uh, social media posts from wives and always, always good stuff. Uh, what made a great Father's Day would be one that involved some salseritas. And maybe maybe it just wasn't in the cards for your weekend. Hey, then go today for lunch. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews, wildly addictive chips, burritos that are packed tight, big, juicy, seasoned, well-seasoned meat. They make it there right in front of you, and it's always going to be fresh. It's always going to be hot. And download the app because there's always going to be deals, and you'll save money and you'll save time. We love our friends at Salsaritas, Middletown. It has a drive through the St. Matthews new interior, and both the – at least St. Matthews has a covered patio. The Middletown one is – I think they have little umbrellas, but huge patio there as well. So check them out. Check them out. And, and, and inside dining. As well, obviously. All right. Text on into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. We got some text in here, but Roush, I want to ask you first, how did the number one player in the States visit to Kentucky go this weekend? I I still can't get a good read on the situation because it sounds like it went well, but I don't... You know, it's so it's just it's really hard to tell to read between the lines. Uh, I have not done my uh, post op kind of digging from the Kentucky side of things. Um, I'm sure I will hear that they feel like they're in a good spot um, and that they gave him a, a good final pitch. But maybe about two weeks before he ultimately pulls the trigger, Tennessee's going to get the last stab at it. They've been long seen the favorite. Um, that, you know, my pick is still for Kentucky. I don't think I'm going to switch it just yet, but it is a, uh, it is uh, a little on the unsettling side. It was, uh, it was good that Kentucky got a few, got a few guys we weren't expecting. Uh, there was a Georgia linebacker, uh, Jaden Robinson, who's kind of between the Cats and South Carolina for him. Uh, not Georgia. He's from Lake City. Uh, Central Florida, where Mike Stoops has been uh, hitting the ground running uh, since he got to campus. So good that uh, between him and there was a couple of talented uh, underclassmen from Georgia that made it to campus. Kentucky's done a a good job of of, of getting guys to arrive. Now it's just a matter of closing the deal for some. So um, we'll find out on Conyer soon enough. Um, But I'm still – that that one feels like it's uh, still – kind of up in the air yeah the the player we were initially talking about christian connor from bowling green you want the in-state talent to stay in state it seemed like a few months ago ever most folks thought that kentucky was going to be the destination but then there was all of a sudden this this big push to tennessee mill obviously maybe playing a factor in with all of this stuff Hearing you say that, Roush, and just kind of reading the tea leaves, it kind of seems like maybe the Conyer camp is telling Kentucky a lot of the same things, or a, a lot of things they want to hear. Hey, mm-hmm. we, we love you. Everything's great. We we you're we we really are considering you. You all are right there. But it seems like the Tennessee staff is more confident than the Kentucky staff, and that's never a good thing. That's not what you you want it seems like the kentucky staff is yeah we think we're doing everything right he seems to be enjoying himself the tennessee staff at least just reading the tea leaves they think that he's all locked up and will be be 
maybe won't even make it to his commitment date after this weekend. But uh, so that's the kind of that's what I'm getting. That's the the sense I'm getting. Roush is that Tennessee's more confident. Kentucky feels like maybe they've done everything they could, but unsure about if they're going to land a commitment, which isn't ideal. Hope hopefully something maybe changes. That, that's a good way to put it, TJ. And I, but but then you'll see one or two things that make you think, well, maybe he does really like Kentucky. There was a a picture. His Father's Day shout out was a picture of him hugging his dad at Kroger Field, and it it didn't look like it was something from this weekend. They were just out in the concourse area. Um, so I, you know, I I don't know, like. And and that's the thing with these recruitments where any little bit of something makes you kind of say, hmm, wonder wonder if we have anything here. Uh, we, we have not gotten any sort of big-time commitments. Uh, and I, I don't know if there's, like, like I said, I, I haven't kicked the tires. I, I didn't text any sources or anything. Uh, but Conyer was with Anthony Brown, said he really hit it off with him. And he was a guy I kind of had on commitment watch over the weekend. Maybe something pops today or tomorrow in that regard. But so we'll see. Uh, so, something I'm keeping an eye on, though, in the, in the, in the coming days with Anthony Brown. Um, I did mention, though, the, the, the little things you see here and there, TJ. And folks were really worried about. They started getting worried about Conyer when with his hand sign a few weeks back. Remember the the Vols picture? The Vol Vol for Life, Vol for Life, VFL baby. Yeah, that 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 hand signal. People were were very worried that he was throwing up the Vols hand signal while visiting Kentucky. Well, we had another development. This time, it was at the University of Louisville this weekend. Kobe Keenum is a center slash offensive guard who officially visited Kentucky last weekend. He was there. This weekend at U of L, and when he was posing for pictures, he has the full uniform on. He's got like chains around his neck, and as Caden Mormon, the UK commit, pointed out, if you look closely, it looks like he's throwing his L's down in this in this picture that he tweeted out on social media. Oh heavens, that's not good. I didn't. No. I didn't know that. I didn't hear about that. I'm sure it's probably just being like, oh, he was just, you know, that's the way he was pointing his fingers down. It's being, it, it, well, he didn't mean it. Uh, in yes, you could. It could come off as that. It also, if he wanted to say he was throwing his L's down, you could. It's it's up for interpretation. So I'll. Uh, I'll post that picture to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook group, and you all can be judge for yourselves. But it would be awfully funny if, you know, that kid ends up committing to Kentucky, and we can go back and just look at that picture and say, ah, should have known all along. Should have known all along. Well, this was U of L's big, big weekend, right? Yeah, it was, and it was. Did you see the videos uh, from from Bowman Field, Mister Sports Talker? I actually have not seen any of the – I feel like I've – while this weekend has been so busy, it's just kind of – I've heard about things from people but have not seen them. Like the the Mayor Fisher getting getting punched. So people were bringing that yeah. up on Saturday night. I was like, what? What? Where? where? And I couldn't find – I couldn't – you know, I, well, not that I couldn't find I never it, saw a video of that either. Yeah, I didn't like really read a story on it. It was just like secondhand information, but I'm sure there's – there's stuff out there. Same thing with the U of L. They had planes and cars, and they were they were really wowing folks, huh? 
Uh, the, the update on Greg Fisher is he's back to work, and the quote from his communications person was, glad he can still take a punch. Um, I did not see a video either, but it happened, which, I mean, if there was a place where somebody was going to get it's fourth street live. So uh, that, that's the latest on Fisher. But from a uh, from the Louisville perspective, it was it was kind of funny because you don't see you don't often see stuff inside official visits. And but but that was the whole point of U of L's is they wanted to. I, I mean, they basically just made an Instagram session. They they took him to Bowman Field. Had a, I think they had a dinner there. They were all cheering for him as they came in. And then just had those those ring lights. They were set up all by these fancy cars and private jets in their plane hang. But the, the whole deal was just, all right, come here, take a picture, show how cool it is at the University of Louisville. I don't – if you want to make this about semantics, which I, I don't, I don't want to be the old man – uh, yelling at clouds because th- this was purely done just to get the kids excited. Uh, there's no direct correlation to, I-, I-, I guess maybe they sell them, hey, if you come and you're good at the University of Louisville, you can drive these cars and you can fly these private jets. But there's no real direct connection there other than, hey, kids love this kind of stuff. Let's go show them a good time. I don't, I- And I-, I don't know if you – I mean, shout out to Louisville. That was creative. I think it was smart on that part. They they were picking up what kids from this generation are, are really putting down. Yeah, um, I, that'd be dangerous if they just let athletes just go fly private planes. I think you have to get uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of flight hours before you're allowed to fly one of those bad boys by yourself. So, um, recruiting violation. <laughs> get them. Yeah, maybe stick to the cars. That that is, you know, that is funny. That's kind of what you're in the world of nil, where you can kind of flaunt that stuff. You can flaunt it, but the planes are an interesting twist because, at least for the cars, and I don't know, I, I, I think Malik Cunningham got some sort of car deal, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe there's another player or two that has. But right now, the people getting car deals are the UK basketball players getting Porsches and whatnot. wasn't intern Jacob telling us about how like you'd see just like port the players Porsches just kind of parked randomly throughout Lexington. So I guess at least it's realistic in that, in that regard. He says, yes. Is he there today? He's here. Yeah. Oh, he didn't need to come in today. If no, nah, he's, he's observing today. We're, uh, it, it's basically an off day for him. He's just listening. Did he drive? Did he drive himself? He did not. And the funny thing is, so he has a key to the studio because of Friday, right? So I get there. I get here a little late today. I'm like, all right, intern's there. He'll get everything set up. I get here at like eight till seven and he's still sitting outside. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He said, I just didn't want you to think I wasn't here. (laughs) That's, That's funny. So yeah, he's here. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, it's nice. That's, Good, good on you, Jacob. But if you're not driving yourself and we're doing it remotely, you certainly don't need to feel like you you, you have to to show up on on days like today. He, uh, he's committed. He wants to get these home shows down as well. You can't knock the kid's commitment. Well, that's good. Good for him. And also, also, I have to give him a huge shout out on air for Friday. I thought 
all in all, I thought he did a marvelous job. I didn't hear the whole show, but the intros and outros that I did hear, I thought he did a pretty damn good job. Yes, he did. I, I was mm-hmm. impressed. We had the little hiccup to end the show, but I don't think that was his fault because the internet goes out frequently. But did the podcast end up turning out okay with that? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, podcast went up almost right. almost right away. All right, good. He was a little he was. Yeah, and he he was definitely freaking out over. It's like Jacob, you did you did great. He was <laughs> he was like apologizing for getting off air. I'm like, this is the big X. We get off air all the time. I'm like he's hard on. It's, it's, it's out of your hands. It's not your fault. Well, appreciate his initiative. Mostly, just kind of feel bad that his mom probably had to get up at like six fifteen <laughs> and drive him to the studio. But uh, way to go, buddy. Good 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 on you. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty five zero two. 414-1450. So there's some recruiting updates. Yeah, the, the new bells and whistles. You got to have cars and planes and trains and automobiles. And uh, mm-hmm. Has Kentucky done the car thing, like in terms of recruiting visits? I, I don't think so. I, I think, think, I think we're still on the horses. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we're still on the taking the kids out to Keeneland sort of deal. But I, I, I'm, I'm curious what the other – big baller portion of the the official visit was this week. The, the Jeff Rubies is usually one of the, the big features of the trip. But, yeah, I'm not – I think Kentucky's gone to the exotic car uh, – the exotic car life yet. When when it comes to Louisville and that, that official visit, how many more places in Louisville could you all – or would you all want to go to before you went to Bowman Field? Hey. It seems strange. Bowman Field's one of the oldest airports uh, in the world. No, I get that. But if you're a 16, 17-year-old kid, there's so many other places you'd rather go than Bowman Field. I don't care what kind of setup they have in one of those hangars. Yeah, unless it was like mm-hmm. Tailspin or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm that that's a good that, – that brings up a good point about, like, what did they do there besides just look at the cars in the, in the planes? Yeah. No, I'm not being sour grapes. I think I'm more old man where you'd walk in and it's kind of cool. But then about 15 minutes later, you're okay. We did it. Now what? Uh, did Did you run into any of them out at Churchill Downs, Mr. Sports Talker? Did they, did they do the, the night racing at Churchill Downs? I would assume so. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't know. Uh, I, I, they, we were, we were separated from the common folk at Churchill Downs. But oh, I oh, didn't, didn't see them. But when we were leaving, a lot of folks were leaving the night racing around that same time, and it was packed. Like there was a ton of people. They had uh, a DJ that was playing very loud music at Churchill Downs. You could hear it from very, very oh, far. Away. But uh, it looked like everybody was was really having a nice time. So if they went there for their night life then that was probably a pretty pretty fun time i would imagine for like a 17 18 year old somewhere in that ballpark especially for i mean probably most football recruits never been to a racetrack before so you know show them a different side of uh, social life out there uh but yeah I, to your point justin when it comes to the official visits i i, I feel like there's not a lot of like they, they could even go to that that place in downtown Lexington. I think there would be as much entertainment value as going to the the bowling slash laser tag place as anything. Even though you you got to be too cool for some of that, there's still a an element of okay. I don't want to just sit around and act like I'm Joe Cool, like doing the bowling and the eating like kings and the 
that 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 would be that would be fun. I, I would See, have a good time doing. My my thing with that though is is you can find a bowling alley anywhere in the country. You can find any of that anywhere in the country. So, and you almost want to show them something that stands out. I just for me, Bowman Field is not that place when it comes to Louisville. Yeah, I mean, Bowman Field's not like a place that people just go and hang out, but they went there to go see the planes. Sure. Yeah. But speaking of uh, horse racing, by the way, Roush, why couldn't you bet in Tennessee? I'm confused. Because I was in Tennessee and I was horse betting all weekend. Really? Um, yeah. What app are you using? Uh, Twin Spires. Huh. Yeah. The, so a lot of, uh, there are a lot of states out there where it's, it's illegal to uh, remotely wager. You've got to be in person to do it. And I, I didn't try that hard. There's workarounds for it. Uh, but whenever I logged on to TVG, it said this is a legal wagering state. Huh. So, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there there are workarounds for it. But I, I didn't try that hard. And I, I forgot that the races weren't until at night. So I wasn't going to – I didn't feel like betting Belmont uh, during the day on Saturday. But I did see where Churchill Downs – the the heat's coming back. It, it's it's I mean it's awesome right now. It's like fifty five degrees outside right now. But the heat's coming back. Churchill doesn't want to cancel any more races. So for Wednesday, they moved up their card to where the first race is at ten thirty, and the final race will go off before two p.m. So that they can get them all in before the end of the the, the heat of the day around three o'clock. So that, Churchill, awesome. they're, they're they're adjusting to the extreme heat. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. That, that could be a fun little betting day. Yeah, uh, early morning. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Good times. Good times. So glad glad they are at least they they realize okay we can't just cancel races because it's super duper hot because that that this this heat ain't going anywhere. It's summer. Summer in the Commonwealth. Yeah. The there was a fire station out in Oldham County and it said can we fast forward to autumn and I thought to myself I agree fire station on their little marquee you know mm -hmm. yeah very relatable uh <laughs> today the longest day of the year or is that tomorrow I uh, don't believe today is summer okay okay summer solstice really rolls off the tongue yeah it, it's it's pretty wild going to bed with it still being light outside but such is life as an old man that gets up early. Hey, we have some breaking news. Wow. Abraham answer going to the LIV. That was the golfer. That was, that's one. We remember I teased on Thursday. We have one more today. Okay. Uh, my, I have an, uh, answer putter at the, his brand of putter. Hmm. He has his own putter. I believe so. I mean, I either, or just a, a family name. Just the exact same spelling. I, I would think that maybe he had something to do with it, but that's uh, okay, Putter. No, no, no issues with it. So he's going. Okay, I mean, big whoop. Who cares? Yeah, like, I mean, nobody will miss him in the slightest. Kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I've only been mad at him when he's done well, and not like actually contended in a major, but just been good enough to prop up my opponents. Well, let me know if we get that other name. TJ, by the way, answer is A-N-S-E-R, the putter you have. Abraham is A-N-C-E-R. Oh, oh. Not, the same. not the same. Well, that is that's that you're right. Those are different. You got a good laugh out of intern Jacob. That's not <laughs> so answer is a brand of is just golf clubs or just putters? 
Uh, it's like a ping style club, he says. Mm, interesting. interesting. I just Not very good. They'd make. No, actually, <laughs> well, it sounded like Justin said something else, or uh, Jacob said something else. What yeah, he's like he's, he's, he's correcting you. Yeah. yeah, he said it's not that bad. Yeah, why don't you actually hop off the mic and just let Jacob? <laughs> Texter says, "TJ, I absolutely love your rants about Kentucky baseball because it's all absolutely true." Oh, I was reading the KentuckySportsRadio.com article about how UK is hitting the transfer portal, and it was just painful to read. No, uh, because they got like a closer from Western Kentucky. Yeah, with like a four-five ERA. They got a hitter. They got another hitter for. They got one hitter that was like a two twenty two hitter, which is not, which is not good. The D two guy seems great. Like he bat, bat, his stats actually are shocking. But they were D two, so you got to imagine there's got to be a pretty significant drop off going from D two to the best baseball conference in America. So okay, that's maybe something that you can get excited about. But then the other three additions. Eh. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's moving Kentucky from 13th or 12th in the SEC up to, uh, I don't know. Ninth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah come from, you know, those extra six games that, that Barnhart was, was promised. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I get, you know, you got to, I'm not, I had no issue with the article or anything like that. You got to report that stuff and it was good to be able to read it. But it was trying to put a positive spin on the players because you don't want to be mean or anything like that. But it was, probably tough to tough to do that tough to write that because it just seemed like one intriguing player and then three that just kind of seemed more like all right good depth let's see if they turn into anything right. not what you're right. looking for for a baseball program that's struggling yeah yeah not great bob not great i mean fine but just yeah what you, you it's it's weird it's kind of how we feel about the kentucky baseball season yeah you know it's okay, but I want to see more. There's nothing okay about the UK baseball season. Uh, for they've been to one tournament in like seven or eight years. No, 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 no. They beat Tennessee, TJ. Yeah. They had a fun little SC tournament run. That part was okay, but for the most part, yeah, we've even won more. Well, the game, the the times that they won, you are right, Roush. Those were good times. You just need to do it more. Need to have more of those. <laughs> Let's go to hour one. Uh, oh. Let's go to hour one break on that take. Wins good, losses not so much. <laughs> this is Kentucky. That's a from Kerosene, baby. <laughs> Firing all cylinders today. Hour two coming up next. We've got a lot of texts on the Thornton text line. Keep them coming in. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You're listening to KRC here on Big Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM. 
TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob, I didn't know about so much. We're also on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, both those, either one. Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And Roush is going to tell you about Shady Rays. Man, it's going to be sunny this week. You need your eyes shielded by not only the best looking sunglasses on the market, but the best value, too. You're not going to have to break the bank for these outstanding polarized sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. Built by Kentuckians for Kentuckians. Use promo code Big X for 25% off at checkout. It's quite a deal. And on top of that, uh, they're just going to throw in deals left and right. No matter which way you buy, you can get a mystery pair for only 20 bucks. They, they're they going to hook you up at Shady Rays. Check out the polarized, polarized excuse me, sunglasses today. I promise you, you won't regret it. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. Yeah, they were they have a lot of folks, a lot of groomsmen wearing shady rays at the wedding this weekend, all of them getting compliments. It was uh it was a good time. All right. Remember, best way to get in touch with the show is the Thornton's Tax Line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Text on in. We read it on the air. Uh we can go right back to the text line. For as a matter of fact, there's a couple good ones coming up that I wanted to get to. I've got a few other little tidbits here and there I wanted to that I think we'll probably get to at some point in the show, UK basketball related. But go back to the text line for now. Uh, sure. Sounds right. good to me. Okay. The let me pull it up. First one that we return back to. Nothing is more, nothing is more frustrating than absolutely piping a drive straight down the middle, down the fairway, and not being able to find the ball. So so annoying. Well, Which, I've got some bad news about your shot. See, that's the thing, though, TJ, is I, I'm I'm in this person's shoes, I don't want to say quite often, but it's definitely happened where you, you hit what should be a perfect drive and it's not just staring at you right in the face. You know, yeah, it, it, it kind of ends at a blind spot, but you it was, it was going down the right path. It was doing everything it was supposed to do, and then you just can't find the ball. So, so frustrating. Sounds like you need better friends. Wow. What do you think about that, Roush? I mean, but even if you if it's they, they they're usually agreeing with you and then they can't figure out why they can't find your ball either. Uh the the best part about this phenomenon though is probably eight or nine times out of ten, you actually hit the ball further than you thought. It's just rolled over to the rough a little bit. And you so you just weren't you weren't looking in the right spot. You actually didn't give yourself enough credit on your drive. To drive a little bit further to find it. My favorite thing is when you end up just dropping and your your buddies are like, oh, I'll just drop one. And then you hit it and you either hit it good or bad, but then you drive up a little more and you find your original ball. And that there, there's no better feeling than if you hit your drop shot bad and you go up and find your original ball. Mm. Yeah, that happens from time to time. Yeah. Justin, do you have any like great shots or any any great moments of of uh, of greatness any great moments of greatness um i ended up with three birdies on the weekend so i was pretty happy with that but overall no thursday and friday were just so so bad i was the worst form i've been in probably 10 years and then saturday i came back played a lot better and then yesterday at heritage i played pretty good as well so but overall i mean no no like stand out holy crap shots yeah 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 oh well 
That's good. I'm sure you 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 tuned in your game. You shook off plenty of the of the rust, and uh, will you'll be hitting the ground run. You may be now that Jacobs in his situation with the wrist. You may be the one the one A player on the scramble team, Justin. That is scary. That is scary. It is scary. We can't, <laughs> I, I, and that's no offense to you or myself. We would just need to find somebody better. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Jacobs really let us down. Have, you know, Jacob, for being such a great golfer and great batter, I've never seen you swing a golf club or swing a bat. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Heard a lot of it and haven't seen a lot of it. Heard plenty of It'll it. It'll come. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I had a shot yesterday. So, got in the bunker, Justin, and it, it was like a perfect lie in the bunker. It was kind of unbelievable. And it was near, kind of near the edge of the bunker. And I, I was walking up to it, and I was like, gosh, I'm half tempted just to put this out, ramp it up off the bunker, and it'll go right on the green. I had a ton of green to work with. And I was like, ah, I can't do that, though. So I chipped out. It wasn't a very good chip, but I did get it onto the green. But my And then my brother-in-law, who is a solid golfer, he was like, people do that all the time. Like, hmm. put it out of the bunker, like what you're talking about. I was like, no, they don't. And he was like, yeah. He was like, here, try it. He, like, threw a ball down right where my mom was. He was like, here, try it. I did it and stuck it like three feet from the from the pin. It like went exactly how I thought it would in my brain, but I just thought you'd get made fun of if you took your putter into the bunker with you. But yeah, it was kind of it was kind of neat. I'll have to start being more creative in my golf game. Yeah, I've I've definitely seen people putt out of the bunkers before. Unfortunately, though, TJ, you asked me about good shots. All of the good shots I saw this weekend came from my brother. He shot a 79 on Thursday. Kid's never been in the 70s. We play a brand new course we've never played. He's in the 70s. Then he comes back yesterday, chips not one, but two in for birdie, and one of them was out of the sand. It was pretty awesome. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 It's fun watching good good golf. Uh, for sure. Not if you're betting and maybe losing money, but, but still, <laughs> good, good times all the same. Uh, all right, another texter on the Thornton's tax line, 502-414-1450, along those same lines, says, golfing alone is actually extremely peaceful, very underrated. I, I agree. I, just, I, I, I don't think I will ever golf alone in my life. But you've never done it before, so how do you know? Because I, I've stated this many times, golfing is just something to do while you're drinking. Like, there's no – if I have four and a half hours – just to do whatever, and I can't round up somebody to golf with me, then I'm probably going to do something else. I don't know. I, I just, uh, in the words of Justin Kalen, uh, no time. Ain't got no time. I, I can't imagine having that 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 amount of time for myself and my golf clubs around. Maybe, maybe if I was on a UK football bowl trip and I brought my clubs with me, maybe then. But that that that's a, that's a, that that that'd be the only t- time and place where I could see myself doing that. Golfing by yourself is great. Totally agree with this texter. Obviously, playing with friends is better. But if that if it doesn't work out, not playing with people shouldn't stop you. Uh, very peaceful. Now the but the it, it, everything kind of has to be perfect. It's got to be a perfect storm to work out. You can't do it when it's busy because you won't be able to golf by yourself. They'll they'll. As much as golfing by yourself is amazing, getting paired up with strangers, uh, not ideal. Just not the not a recipe for, can it go great? Odds are it probably will go fine. But you got that like 20 to 15% chance that you get just stuck with not an ideal 
foursome or threesome or even just one other person, and that's no good. You can't have that happen. So it's got to be the perfect situation to be able to golf alone. The course has to be open. It needs to kind of be – you can't do it on like a weekend, beautiful morning sort of – it's got to be maybe the weather's not great. But back when I was just doing Rivals and radio, a lot of free time, I'd just walk up to a public course, play by myself, and get done in an hour and four. – I'd play nine holes and get done in an hour and 45 minutes and be back like at the house and within two hours and 15 minutes. I'd been to the course, played, been back. And that was always nice. You could play quick. but I mean, obviously, you can play really quick by yourself. And you can play multiple shots, Roush. So good way to get better at golf, too. I'm sure intern Jacob maybe can relate. Well, and, and that's what I, I was going to bring up. Yeah, two things there, TJ. One other thing, if you golf alone, it really sucks if you get stuck behind a foursome that's got another foursome in front of them and another foursome in front of them, and it's like you literally can't go anywhere, so you might as well just not have played. But then Roush, on the other side of that, oh, what was my point? I forgot my point. Playing by yourself, not having the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you you don't have anybody to make A, make fun of you, or B, tell you what you can or can't do with your shots, Roush. You don't like one, just throw another one down. Nobody can tell you you can't. That's a good point. I, I, I would say that that would be the most effective form of practice because for me, going to a range, I can only – it's, it's like when you put a paint swatch up against a wall. I can't envision it quite like being in that scenario. Um, it's, just, it's just not the same as looking at a stick uh, on, you know, surrounded by 10 others, whether it's 50, 150 yards away uh, versus actually playing. So that would be the best form of practice. But um, finding the time for that, though, tough, real tough. You're starting to sound like JK47, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've played golf once this year. I'll probably play one more. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea when I'll play next. But uh, uh, very similar. I, I think everybody knows this, but very similar to Justin. You could have the time if you wanted to make the time. You just don't enjoy golf that much. No, I do, but I enjoy time with my kid more. So, like, if it's it's either I'm going to the pool with him for a couple hours or I'm golfing and there's no – quicker way for me to lose uh dad slash husband points than to than to play golf i've gotta i've gotta use those wisely duke's about the right age roush you can take him on the course get a club in his hand next thing you know you'll be a millionaire oh he, he loves golf no he's got to get a little bit older and then once he gets to like five and can actually hit some shots with me yeah that that that's that's when i'm gonna get my next golf resurgence is when i can start taking him with me but for Justin now Tom yeah. Justin Thomas didn't wait till he was five, by the way. I mean, he's hitting golf balls now, but like, and also suck it, Scoots. Duke's going to be better than Justin Thomas, and he's going to start later. Boom. I hope. I hope. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. A texture says, TJ, let's hear some juicy details from the wedding. Ooh, nothing, juicy details. Nothing too juicy. Uh, good time. DJ was solid. Food was good. Uh, it was a good part. You know, when you're in your 30s and the bride and the groom, uh, the bride is not in her 30s, but the groom is. Like, it's not weddings when you're in your young 20s. We were kind of talking about that, that we were going through, like, the wildest weddings we had been to, us and some of our friends. 
And we found a trend that the majority of them was when we were 22, 23, 24, <laughs> like our first friends that were getting married had the craziest weddings. This one was pretty, you know, this one was fun. This was a good one. It, it This one had, uh, pe- people were definitely partying, but it, it was a long day for a lot of folks. So some of the bridal party didn't dance all that much, but it was okay because like the whole entire bride's family did the entire time. So dance floor was generally pretty crowded. It was fun. No, no real good, like juicy gossip or stories though. Unfortunately. Did you dance? Oh yeah. Good nice. man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a little different going to these weddings too, with a pregnant wife who's not, just in a competition with you to see who can drink the most. Those, those get a lot more out of hand, a little, a little bit different now. Like when we went out on, uh, we went out on the town Nashville Friday night and it was much different going to Nashville and not just getting elbow to elbow with a bunch of drunks down on Broadway, which Nashville really, I think that was the first time I'd been since the 27, 18 sec tournament. Uh, at least my, I, I'd been there one other time, but that was just a quick kind of in and out for, for Vandy, UK Vandy football game. Uh, but they've really, they've really sunk some money in the, into that place. Uh, I didn't realize that if you're a, yeah, they've well, sunk I, money into Nashville a ton. Well, it, 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 the, the biggest thing, the nicest addition that they have to it is right across from Bridgestone arena. They built this, uh, they call it fifth and broad. It's, there's condos, apartments there, but it's basically a big food court. And I always thought that was the the toughest part about Nashville, especially once they call this paradise, was just finding enough good places to eat that were reasonably cheap. So we ate there. They had, you know, a dozen, uh, all different types of variety of food. The meals were only about like 10 bucks a pop. So that, that, that was awesome. That, that was really a nice tone setter for the night. Uh, and then we, we walked down Broadway, saw the crazy. And we're like, you know what? Let's keep on going. And we ended up going uh, and having a good time off Broadway, just slightly off it. Uh, found a really great uh, uh, jazz slash blues band that was incredible. Um, had fun. Ha- had a lot of fun, albeit a different type of fun. Not just getting drunk at one of the seven country music people who own it bars. Yeah. Well, a different experience of Nashville. At- Driving through Nashville, it looks closer to driving through Chicago than it does. Yeah. I feel like when we were kids, Roush, and we'd drive through before spring break, and we'd always point out the Batman building and and how fun that'd be. It looked like a bigger Louisville to some degree. Now it just looks – I mean, it's mm-hmm. not even comparable to Louisville in my opinion. It's it's closer to Chicago. Right, right. The and the, I think the one thing, you know, like, no, no, it's different. But, like, my favorite crap hole bars, Tequila Cowboy is no longer in existence. And I freaking love that place because it was such a crap hole. Uh, saw uh, a dance battle in the back room there once. That was hilarious. Uh, I've seen friends drunkenly fall off that that bull there. Uh, sad to see that one go in place of, uh, I don't know if it was Dirk Bentley or Jason Aldean or who who owns that one now, but... Uh, that got filled in, and also the uh, the the bu- the drunk party buses down there. They're, it's they're not just pulling people around on a trailer anymore. They've classed it up a little bit. They took the I don't even think they have the pedal bikes around anymore. So it was a little different. I counted up to thirteen bachelorette parties, uh, but once we went to Printer's Alley, there were not not as many bachelorette parties in that area of town. 
Wow. Yeah. That, that's uh, don't take away Roush's favorite honky tonks, folks, or you <sighs> will won't, you won't hear the end of it. I like I like the fours where you can hear your you know hear the stickiness. I did stop in the Taco Bell that serves booze though. Uh, had to do that. They had music playing and and booze at a Taco Bell. What what From a time cantina? to be alive! Was it the cantina? Uh, yeah, I don't. Cool. I mean, it's, it's a Taco Bell. Like I think they're yeah. called Taco Bell cantinas, and I think they're all called Taco Bell cantinas. No, no, they're not. Just the ones with the bar. Okay. I mean, either way, you could buy Taco Bell, you could drink at it, and you could listen to some dude play music there. It's kind of cool. I went to the Taco Bell Cantina in Vegas, Justin, and they sell booze. Yeah. Because yeah, they all- feel like you're getting away with something. Because it's a cantina. Correct. Meaning bar in Spanish. There's your lesson for today. Wow. You learn something new every day on Kentucky Roll Call. <laughs> Get the text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, Happy Father's Day, Nick and TJ. Hope you guys have an absolute elite day. Well, thank you. We did. It was great. Yep. Hope everyone, all the dads out there, got to enjoy it. Hope, uh, too, for the folks who don't have dads around that, uh, you know, it can be tough for some, but, uh, you know, uh, I hope you enjoyed time with the, the dads in your life, though. You don't have to be a dad to be a dad. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be a dad to be a dad. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's truth to that. There, there is truth to that. I was just trying to make sense of it in my brain. <laughs> we had the the every few years. It's the perfect storm. It was the dad's birthday and Father's Day yesterday. Oh, so nice. We got to celebrate uh, Terry, and it was very enjoyable. Uh, I went. I was in charge of picking up and ordering the food. And placed the order on Friday, just being a good son, all that stuff. You know how it goes. And go and pick it up yesterday. Thought just like most places, you'd walk in, hey, picking up the order for blah, blah, blah. Be ready for you. Pick it up and go. They're they're like asking me to just confirm a few parts of the order when I get there. And then she's like, it's going to be 20 minutes. I was like, 20 minutes? I was like, oh. I was like, I may, if it's going to be 20 minutes, I may leave and come back. So, and then she was like, all right. And she came back and she was like, all right, it's going to be 10 minutes. I was like, okay, whatever. That's fine. 40 minutes, Roush. Jesus. 40 minutes. I've missed missed part of the the Father's Day bash because of it. Mm. And not only that, it was barbecue place. I like them, so I'm not going to call them out publicly. They just must have been having a bad day. They were packed for what it was worth, but they just totally forgot about our order. Yeah, they just. Yeah. They just forgot. Exactly. They should have just told you. Oops, we forgot about it. Why don't you come back? And I would. That's. I wish they would have done that. Would have been much better than me just sitting there like a doofus for that long. But uh, they didn't give us any buns either. And I was like, "Is there barbecue sauce in here?" Because huge bag, and I don't want to really have to dig all through it. And there, she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Any chance I can get some extra just in case?" Thankfully, I got the extra because that was the only barbecue sauce in the whole thing. So. Uh, not not so that was that was the only tiny little inconvenience of of the Father's Day, but I was only disappointed because it took away took away birthday Father's Day combo time. But uh, we 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 had a nice time, even even having to wait longer for the food. But thank you for the text into the show, whoever whoever you were on the Thornton's text line. DJ, you should have stuck with what you knew. Yeah, well, it's not all about me on on my dad's birthday, Justin. Believe it or not. Well, you, you got to make. Uh, 
Well, dads don't really want to make choices, so you could have made the choice for him, and your food experience would have been a whole lot better. No, you are you speaking on behalf of every dad? They don't like to make choices based on. Not every dad. I don't know every dad, but I feel like the majority of them they want somebody to make the choice for them. Uh, uh, I, I, I could yeah. be way off base on that, but. Yeah. Well, hey, why don't you leave it to the to the to the dads, Justin? Okay. <laughs> but Ralph said you don't have to be a dad to be a dad. I was a dad to Sparky. <laughs> Were you a dad to Sparky? And how did Sparky turn out? What's Sparky up to? He's dead. <laughs> of old age. <laughs> Actually, we don't know. What did Sparky pass from? Poisonous dandelions. Old age. Poisonous dandelions, yeah. Let's go with that. It was my fault. <laughs> Too many Christmas trees. <laughs> a texter says, Knox shot 34% from three. Not like he was an incredible shooter. Well, for what, and he said, the texter says, and I think your opinion on my opinion is bad, respectfully. I, I, I just don't <laughs> think the Livingston-Knox comparison is good. That being said, I would have guessed Knox shot better than 34% from three. I would have guessed probably 37 or 38. So three or four percentage points is kind of significant. Um, 34%. Not all that amazing. If Livingston shot 34%, I'd be happy with that. But mm -hmm. Knox shot away from contact, and that was kind of sometimes his biggest is issue. Livingston, at least the way he's built, should be going and embracing contact and going and seeking it out. Knox was a nice free throw shooter, if I remember correctly. I think he probably should have been better than he actually was, but you felt good about when he was at the line. The issue was he didn't get to the line as much as we like. But maybe I'm also misremembering that as well. But no, I, it's just your – the Texas point, TJ, was he's a more physical Kevin Knox, and that's – I don't know. That's like saying he's Shaq but a better free throw shooter. It's like, well, that's the worst thing about his game, you know, and you're just saying that he was – I just I – can't, I can't jive with that one. I can't jive with that opinion. Well, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, Texter. Not, not going for it. Did uh, – I'm – you have all lose a football commit, Roush? Wouldn't be surprised if they did. Supposedly to somebody that's going to be leaving them to go to Vanderbilt. Oh, that would be kind of funny. SEC just means more. It does. It just means more. Martell Height, I think. Oh, Kentucky was kind of in on that one too. Um, so interesting. That was one though I didn't didn't think was going to to stick. There's plenty, but he's one of the non-California kids. Uh, Georgia linebacker, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, cornerback. He's a four-star, though, on 24-7. Um, yeah, he's from Rome, Georgia. Hmm. When in Rome. When so it, in Rome. So it starts. No, they'll get a few more commitments. It, it, the so it starts, quote-unquote, probably wouldn't be till the season starts and the losses maybe start piling on up. All right, let's go take our last break. We'll come back we got a lot more text on the thornton's text mm -hmm. on to finish up maybe a basketball nugget here or there we got a little bit of football too a little bit of mark stoops nuggets to discuss well we'll get to mark stoops nuggets when we return here on kentucky roll call on big x sports radio 96 1 fm 1458 Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change.
Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and Turn Jacob on your Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. We appreciate you listening along. Nick Roush has some Mark Stoops nuggets for us. We're all excited to hear about these. Uh, with some sauce, uh, honey mustard is my pref- preferred choice. You might have some barbecue sauce with yours. I, I would expect that'd be the route you would go. Uh, but we can use multiple sauces because there's a few different tidbits from a conversation he had with Matt Jones uh, Friday morning at uh, the the golf scramble for Wandell Robinson's family uh, foundation. Really, really cool foundation, uh, the Wanda Joyce Robinson Foundation. Shout out to them, uh, helping the families of in- incarcerated folks around Kentucky. But Stoops, he, he, did, uh, he did something he rarely does, TJ, and that's talk about kind of big picture college football things that make news. Uh, Matt asked him about the SEC eight-game, nine-game scheduling format, and he said that right now the majority of the league is at eight games. Um, you know, like Mitch Barnhart did, he pointed out the South Carolina or the the, the the late rivals like South Carolina has with Clemson, like Kentucky has with Louisville. But the bigger point that he wanted to drive home said, just just look at our league. The last time we met in person in Destin, there's only four court coaches there that were, were back for this most recent edition of meetings. And the way that he put it, that you hadn't thought about it. I, I just, I guess I hadn't framed it in this way before. You're guaranteeing 50% of the league to have one more loss when you go to a nine game schedule. And so that, I, as much has been made about um, the, what, what would be the best for the league, what would be best for different parties, what would be the most fun version uh, when you look at the different SEC scheduling options. I know. Self-preservation shouldn't be uh, the primary motive, but when you're looking at these coaches and the the crazy turnover rate, if you're firing teams for for not being bowl eligible, if you're firing coaches for not being bowl eligible, that's a lot harder to do if you add one more league game. And I think they all know that. And it, it makes sense, TJ. At least it makes sense from where I'm standing. Well... What if I told you that if half the league's getting one more loss, that the other half is getting one more win? Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Who, who doesn't love an extra win? I know I do. Yeah, I don't think you're going to chalk them up, though, like you would chalk up a SES or a MAC win or something like that. Or, well, you know, I mean, quite, so literally, quite literally, to be half and half. Half would get a loss, half would get a win, but quality win. Most likely for probably sixty percent of those teams, at least. True, true. I, I do think, at least from Stoops's perspective, um, no one can probably speak to the importance of the. I mean, let's be real. Stoops's success has largely been predicated on having patience from the administration and having a the schedule work to where you can you can you can build some wins, build some success, and and then, you know, kind of slowly pick up some momentum uh, and, and pick up some steam to, to, to get where you, you need to go. Uh, I have a feeling a lot of these co- – like Clark Lee, I mean, he's in the, the worst situation of them all. But Shane, Shane Beamer is the, the proof that 
eight games can really give you an opportunity to 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 have some success. I don't know. Did, did South Carolina end up winning? Did they end up beating Clemson last year on their down year? I don't think they did. No. Uh, yeah, and Clemson ended up turning it, you know, they ended up yeah. turning it on and finishing pretty strong. They were 9-3. and three, So, yeah. down year for them, but also uh, still good compared to the rest. But, like, in Beamer's case, they were 6-6. Six and six. Uh, The timing of their schedule worked out well. And people – I mean, that, that that was an average year in a must champ, but the optics of what's happening in his program, you can really build some momentum behind that. A lot more difficult to do if you add another game to that schedule. Yeah, I I, I know both sides of it, but it just, you know, the everybody's getting one loss or half the league's getting one loss, but there is there is a other side to that coin. That being said, if I were UK or if I was representing UK's interest, I would want to keep it the same. I, my stance, my take on this, if they go to nine, I won't care. Like, it wouldn't be my first choice, but between two choices, you, there can only be one first choice. I'd keep it at eight and just allow a little bit more flexibility for teams when they're out of conference, whether they want to make that more challenging or less challenging. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, if you're a good football team, you'll prove it in conference play. If you're If you're phony, if you're fake, the out-of-conference games can only carry you so far because you're still going to be playing difficult teams. And I think getting rid of the divisions, whatever they decide to do, playing the team, every team in the conference once every two or three years instead of uh, what we always mention, but the fact Texas A&M still hasn't been to Kroger Field or played a football game in Lexington. The Cats have only played them once since they've joined the SEC pretty crazy stuff. So once they get rid of the divisions, that's going to change where you're playing teams more frequently. That's fine with me. Again, my choice would be to keep it at eight. I'm not overly passionate enough about it. If they went to nine, one more SEC game, fine by, you know, one more fun Saturday, maybe it doesn't always result in a win for Kentucky, but I, it's not the end of the world if that's the avenue they went down. So, and I think most SEC teams, I don't know, maybe they're playing nice, Roush. I, I think at least I, I don't did you get the sense that like Stoops would be furious if it went to nine? I I did I did not. Yeah, I, I, I didn't either, but I know that he's at least uh going to I don't to... think coaches want to be the coaches that come off as scared of the schedule, but they still want their opinion to be heard about why they're against it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and the way he put it too is like I mean, the way they're firing coaches around this league, it's it's easy for him to say because he's not one of them that's going to be getting fired anytime soon, you know? Yeah, uh, sure. So I, I do at least appreciate that he's – it seems like he's trying to be the guy to look out for the people that were in his shoes trying to to rebuild in a very difficult league. Yeah. I understand. I, I understand, I understand yeah. it, and uh, I can understand the teams that – that want it to be nine. I think if you're wanting the SEC to be more prevalent and continue to grow and realistically continue to separate itself from the second best conference, the more SEC games, the more that you're kind of getting high on your own supply is probably the better business model. But one, you can go to that. What you can, you can do that in two years, three years, four yeah. years, five years. If, if that, if you see it fit, and again, right now, almost every SEC team, almost every SEC team has an out-of-conference rival that they probably enjoy playing, if not an out-of-conference rival, at least out-of-conference games that they enjoy being able to 
to schedule for their fans. And mm-hmm. it just becomes a little trickier when you throw in that ninth one, which again, another SEC game, not the end of the world, but a little bit more flexibility, I think, is better for the athletic programs, in my opinion. But we'll see. Again, in five years, if they say, now we're going to nine. We did it for a little bit longer. Fine. I'll be ready for it. It'll be cool. It'll be exciting. But I'm I'm glad it seems like they're most likely going to say it eight. Yeah, and at least for, for now, because they just signed that TV deal. They can't get more money. Like They can't negotiate more money with ESPN. I guess they could ask them to go back to the drawing table. But while the college football playoff format, the way it currently sits, the way the TV stuff works out, I, I'd imagine that they would they they would wait to see how those things change before making a change of their own that could potentially harm them in the postseason. Got a yawn that I couldn't get the mute button in time for. It's uh, mm. it's Monday after all. Uh, all right, mm-hmm. Antonio Reed. Did you? He spoke with the media. Did you take anything away from that or anything that? He'd never imagined he'd be playing at the University of Kentucky. No, no, didn't get a whole whole lot from that. I but- do think part of what UK and this every any fanboy radio show could say something similar, but I do think UK uses the transfer portal well in the sense of getting people that want to wear UK on their chest. Mm-hmm. Like getting people that are going to appreciate that opportunity and kind of understand in the realm of college basketball, what it means and what it is because there have been freshmen. We could probably count several of them that have come into Kentucky, not saying they didn't try their best or they didn't try hard, but maybe didn't really appreciate what they had or the situation that they were in. And Almost universally, every grad transfer that UK has brought in, or just transfer, I should say, seems to really embrace it with, I can think of certainly one exception, maybe two. But Antonio Reeves, he just seems like it's going to mean something to him, Roush. I know that's corny and cliche, but I do think there's some truth to it. Hey, it's off season. We can be corny and cliched. But like, you know what I'm like, you know, Reed Travis, it meant it meant a ton for him playing Stanford for a few years and then being able to play big time college basketball. Same thing with Vince, Sistine, you know, Grady, Grady, Grady was as uh, articulate about his, uh, his, I don't know, humility that he got to play for UK. I mean, it's good to know that it does mean more, TJ. Uh, It's also good to know that. Kentucky's not going to lean on their transfers as much this year and years past. I mean, at least in incoming transfers. We, we, of course, Wheeler and Sheboy. Sheboy is the national player of the year for Christ's sakes. But just uh, know that okay, we don't need of the new guys coming in. The best of the best are the kids from high school that are bona fide superstars. Yeah, and that's the that's what I, that's where I was going to kind of transition. And Antonio Reeves' success, and by the way, he could be at Kentucky for for a couple of years. So, on the one hand, you want him to have a good enough season where maybe he's on draft boards. I, I don't know if that'll ever be the case for Reeves, but we'll see. But somebody that could be sticking around for a little bit. But people like Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick, folks that have spoken with the media over the last week or so, they're going to be as good, really, as. Cason Wallace is, Roush. If Cason Wallace can beat his guys off the dribble, then Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick are going to make defenses pay for it. If Wallace has a tough time getting by guys, 
similar to how the guards were later in the season. They were much better of it early in the season and maybe injuries, probably injuries, almost certainly injuries played a role in that. But if Wallace can break down a defense, then Reeves is going to shine. He's going to, again, he was on a bad team. He was the only player that was able to really do much on that team. But him just having open shots, having him being kind of the afterthought, that could be really fun. Now, Wall need to see it first before we know for sure, but it's a fun piece to have, and the same with C.J. Frederick. But for those guys, I think, to really have things come easy for them, Wallace has to be that superstar. He has to be the, the freshman that comes in that we're used to in the Calipari era. Livingston, expectations, it seems like, from the fan base are a little bit lower, but it seems like people around the program, they're incredibly high for Livingston. Uh, and he can help, too. If he can end up shredding the floor more than, like the texture seems to suggest, maybe like a Kevin Knox, 34% from deep, that'd be amazing. That'd be great. That'd help everybody else out. But for, for guys like Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick, kind of the number four, number five, number six option, it's going to be so dependent on your lead guard, Wallace, being able to be a superstar, be a top five pick. And, and hopefully he will be. I think he will be. Uh, I'm I'm not banking on it, but I'm banking on it. Let's let's make it happen. Let's bring it back. Woo! A texter on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "Hope you all are as excited as I am, as the greatest live band in the world has the best musical act the wonderful state of Kentucky has ever produced." Returns to Louisville this Friday and Saturday night. St. X's own My Morning Jacket hits Iroquois Amphitheater, then the Waterfront Park in consecutive nights of this weekend. Please plan accordingly. Peace, says one texter. So, yeah, I, I think about my morning jacket. Guess I'm going to try to sneak in Friday. I don't know. Well, you, you'd be pretty good at sneaking. You don't stick out. Oh, there's a way. There's a way. Trust me. There's, a, you will, all, there's a way. Can you all confirm best musical act the state has ever produced? Uh, it seems uh, like uh, it seems pretty subjective. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. There's some pretty, pretty, pretty good music. I like my morning jacket. Give like, me nappy roots all day. Wow. I, I, I would have a lot more fun watching my morning jacket perform live, even though I know more nappy root songs than my morning jacket songs. They're mm. just entertaining. Hmm. Interesting. A texter says, when did the British Open become known as simply the Open? They got all worked up that it was like, it's not just British, that the Open fall. <laughs> and they so they they switched it. Similar to when you'd call it the English Premier League, they'd get mad and just say, it's the Premier League. And so you'd have to call it that. I really feel like, too, we added the, the British Open to really separate ourselves from Great Britain. And then in the last decade or so have just become much more appeasing and uh, acquiescent to other people's thoughts and uh, feelings. So when they wanted to just be the open, we were like, okay, fine. We'll just be the open then. Yeah, whatever. Call it, call it whatever you want, but don't get mad if people call it something different. TJ over under nine and a half of our listeners know what acquiescent means. Over. Really? How offensive to our listeners. Yeah. I mean that's a that I, that's more of a compliment to Roush. That was a huge word. Yeah, but it was also kind of an insult to our listeners. Well, maybe it was just an insult to me, Loki, because I Ooh, didn't know. That. Speaking of uh, insulting, did you see Shaden Sharp's comments, TJ? Yeah, I had that written down too. Just, uh, that, was, that was part of the basketball nuggets I was going to bring up. 
like, dude, stop, kid. Who cares? Like, say whatever you want. Best of luck to you. Uh, I, I, I hope you. You're gonna be the guy that turns around the Sacramento Kings. I can just feel it. They need to get rid of the Aaron Fox and make way for the greatest thing in, in basketball, and let Shaden Sharp take take the reins, take the wheel. Jacob's just going on a Twitter like madness right now. He's liking all these tweets, even the competition's tweets. Unbelievable. <laughs> we got to fire him then, right? That's our rule. No, no, no. Yeah. Yep, you're right. We do. He's, He's out of here. That's, rules. That's, rules. That's it, it is. You're thing, talking, Jacob. TJ was sharp every time. I just don't think he can do anything more to tick off UK fans. He finds ways to do it. And I, I, I just want to try to shut it out. But at the same time, I totally get why people are. I mean, he at this point he's not trying to go full heel turn, but it kind of it kind of feels like it. Uh, it does. I was going to say that. It seems like everybody was kind of wondering how this was going to go, and I think there's a little sense of like, okay, well, if he's good, really good, it may not be the worst. Maybe he can make this up for us by being a good like ambassador post UK. Nope, I didn't end up playing for you all, but. I'll still wear UK hoodies walking into the gym and I'll be a superstar and I'll, I'll make it up for you over the years somehow. Mm -hmm. I, it seems like the, the line has kind of been drawn that he's, he's got no regrets. And that's no fine. regrets. That was his quote. Uh, he's like, I'm working out for NBA team. So I guess it worked out all right for me. Yeah. And fine. that's, that's awesome. He also says he thinks that he is one of the best to ever play basketball, which you got to love the confidence, but where was that confidence when you could have made solidified yourself as the number one pick? Wow. And now your draft stock is falling, unfortunately. You're not going to yeah. be a top five pick, uh, maybe not even a top 10. And then if you're not a top 10 pick, you start getting into the it gets nervous being a lottery pick. But I hope he gets drafted high. I wish him nothing but the best. There's that that does seem that'd be a good follow up question that if you think you're one of the best ever. You could have been. Why didn't you go play college? Help UK win a national championship. Boom, be the number one pick, and you you could have. That was on the table for you. Uh, decided against it. That's fine. And the rest is history, as they say, Roush. Yeah, yeah. Greatest basketball player ever. I will say it was funny. Uh, I was scrolling through the KSR comment section on that post. It was a comment section, like it was two thousand nine. There were dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of people sharing their thoughts, both angry uh, and and not. But one person made the point, you noticed, he didn't say he wanted to win an NBA championship as his goals. He wanted to be an all-star and then a Hall of Famer. Very individual goals. And uh, you know what? I think that, that person made a good point. Real good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, maybe the first good one in a comment section in years. <laughs> a texture says, uh, uh, no, Kirby. Yeah. Kirby, what the media didn't want you to see, I work on 4th Street and U of L treated the recruits to lunch at Sports and Social Friday. Guess most of their budget went to Bowman Field because I haven't actually seen people eat at sports since 2019. Stay who you are, U of L, please. Hey, you know what? I bet they had a good time. I bet there was not a bad place to take recruits, Sports and Social Club. Another texture says, What kind of father and husband is TJ always golfing? 
I'm not always golfing. I, I, I still haven't hit double digit rounds on this year, but uh, which is crazy to think. However, every time I play, I just want to go play sooner. I can confirm TJ hasn't played at all this year because I ask him like every week. That's not true. <laughs> always turns me down. That's not true. You've asked me like twice this year. And that maybe, is maybe three. Or Justin will walk in the room on like a Thursday morning. So yeah. you all want to go golfing in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> you asked me to golf on Father's Day at like two o'clock. It was 12. <laughs> and it actually ended up being a phenomenal day yesterday, as you know. So. Well, but it, not, but it was I had I had Father's Day plans, believe it or not. <laughs> you no, know, you know it was really funny. So we had we only had three for our round yesterday, and we're like, all right, we're only an hour from home. We know so many people, and then we're like, we just kept running into the Father's Day thing. So we ended up only playing with just the three of us. Uh, so other people hit you with that excuse too. I wasn't there. Un- unbelievable that people want to celebrate Father's Day. I know. Uh, Texter 502-414-1450. Yes, Nashville is growing on the back of 33% property tax increases. Whoa, holy moly. Yeah, well, it's probably going to be worth it, right? The way the, way the city's blown up, they're going to have a damn dome in there for Christ's sake. Depends. Worth it depends on how big you want your city to be. I bet some people love it and they love, yeah, you're. they're going to probably get a dome and they'll get Super Bowls and Final Fours and Someday they may get an NBA team or an MLB team. That, those that those aren't mm-hmm. crazy either. Either yeah. some people probably love that. Some people probably think it's gotten a little too big for its britches. Yeah, I'm sure. But hey, you can always uh, can always move. Get out into the burbs. Get out of the big city. That's always an option. Ooh, I like the options we have at Thornton. Stop by one today and download the refreshing rewards app before you go, and you you won't regret it. Trust me. John here. Good morning to all. Here are my thoughts on the Batcats. Just based on the latest few seasons, feel like the song by Sherald Crow called A Change would you would do you good is appropriate. So Barnhart must have a conversation with Mingio, but I don't think that will do any good because I don't believe the program will make any changes. If you Google Coach Mingio's name, it gives you a quote from UK Athletics. Part of it says after just five seasons in Lexington's becoming an irreplaceable piece of the UK baseball program and local community. So maybe the skipper is just a made man. Either way, we can't deal with this crap anymore. So make some changes to have us become more consistent and competitive each season. If not, get our free tickets because I'm not by. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Roush, wish we could have turned you up to one and a half speed on that text message. Yeah, it was, right. it was, it was, it was a lot. Hard to, there weren't a lot of periods in there. It was, it was a fine text. I appreciate John sharing his thoughts. So ultimately, he is he he agrees that maybe a change should be made. Uh, but yeah, it's not happening this year. Barnhart said as much. It's unbelievable that that's the case and the alcohol stuff. But broken record. TJ just described all my experiences at another barbecue place. It wasn't that place, Dexter. I'd tell you if it was, but it was not. It was a place that I love, uh, and I love the place that you mentioned too. I don't go to that place nearly as much, but. Um, just a bad day. It happens. Does that Rutherford Show promo with Eric, Eric Wood just make you feel weird between the ego of that curly-headed Jack Donkey? The voice <laughs> crack of Rutherford just hitting puberty just makes me cringe. I like that he called him a Jack Donkey. It's a good. <laughs> it's a good promo for the for the Mike Rutherford Show. Three to six. Uh, I guess Mike's going to be back, right? 
This they week? had our Orlando Antigua promo playing during the Rutherford show, and they had to get it. They had to get it taken off because too many listeners hated it so much. My gosh, they are the whiniest listeners in the history of they're, America. They're such, they're such babies. Oh, All right, we're, we're out of time. We love them though. Everybody have a great Monday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. And uh, let's all cross our fingers for a little bit more sports news and for before tomorrow's show. But it's summer radio, baby. So if there's not, we'll still find something to, to, to keep the time a-moving. Thank you all for texting in. Have a great day. Good job, intern Jacob. You really crushed it today. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Je- Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Tuesday.